Well, it's exactly what, uh, 11 minutes now after the hour. Big thanks to you, Princess Anne Musa, for the news at the top of the hour, just shading uh, the top of the hour. So we are on referee's optional time if you want to uh, look at it that way. Uh, Golden Arrows, though, have completed the game against Orlando Pirates. 2-0, it stands uh, with that brace by Umodi uh, in the 40th minute as well as 67th minute, uh, which then, as far as the standings are concerned, so let's uh, give you the latest update. It's still Sundowns, the top in the table. Uh, Supersport United second, Swallows third, so Golden Arrows now. Uh, joined the very same Orlando Pirates on 25 points, but they go above them into fourth place. So Orlando Pirates in fifth, Cape Town City sixth, and Amazulu, who got that uh, really thriller minute uh, 4-3 victory against Bloom Celtic, are in seventh place above Kaiser Chiefs, uh, who then complete the top eight. Nothing changes at the bottom. Uh, Chakuma and Black Leopards occupy bottom two uh, with nine points apiece. So it's been an enthralling afternoon evening of football in the dstv premiership talking about uh, the premiership itself it's been plagued with mistakes that have been made by the match officials every single season um and i guess you the fans all over the country always asking questions about the standard of refereeing uh, in south africa referees or the assistant referees have all been under scrutiny in recent times uh, several games as well have been marred by glaring kind of game-changing errors, uh, in fact, that have left uh, a bit of a bad taste in the mouths of clubs and supporters, uh, be it a, a player being wrongfully sent off. Uh, we've seen legitimate goals being ruled as offside. Uh, we've also seen questions that have been asked about the repercussions that referees face on the back of making these glaring errors in the game. And, um, yeah, in the next couple of minutes that we have, up until the uh, end of the show, uh, let's uh, tackle some of these. Uh, let's see how far we go with the head of referees. I know that he's just landed uh, in Joburg, and we thank him for setting aside a bit of time for us. Uh, that's Abdul Ibrahim, is the head of referees at Safa. Thanks for your time, Mr. Ibrahim. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much to you, Robert. It's always a pleasure to be here. And yes, I have just landed in Johannesburg, so <laughs> I am driving. I'm yes. on the freeway side. Unfortunately, I don't want to pull over. I want to be safe, so... Yeah, uh, I absolutely. need to find a spot where we can actually chat. But, not a, uh, not a problem. Yeah. I mean, it, it would have mattered if it was a longer version of our intended conversation uh, from 20 to 7. But uh, we, we do take uh, cognizance of the fact that you were um, flying at the time. But uh, you have given us a little bit of time. We do have about, what, 16 minutes of the show left anyway. Uh, so let me, get, uh, let me get stuck straight into it. We, we've seen, and uh, again, commendably so from Safa, uh, the convening of the review committee that have uh, sat down, uh, come up uh, at least on a Tuesday with some form of recommendations on what has happened over the weekend. Uh, is, is that something that you, you've insisted on as the association and as also as referees? Uh, to try and see uh, that it happens on a regular basis, but also consistently? Um, yes, Robert, I can confirm that uh, the review committee does sit every week, twice a week, on a weekly basis, and they review uh, basically all the matches uh, of the um, DSTV Premiership. And how long does it come from the time they sit to review uh, to an outcome coming through that is made public? Um, well, I, I don't know about making the decisions public, but I do know that it takes about, uh, if they meet on a Monday night or on a Tuesday night, 
within 24 hours, the report is available uh, with all the recommendations from the review committee. Um, and then afterward, it, get, it does get uh, ratified by the, by the NRC. Yeah, some massive decisions have been taken. And I know that a simple question, Abdul, that if I had to ask you, and, and, and being one of the standout referees, I mean, I, I followed your career. I know what you achieved. Um, I, I, I know just how meticulous you were from everything up until you, you, you blow that whistle for the game to begin. Uh, that was your mantra that is how you operated and that is why you stood head and shoulders above so many others uh, that would have been trying to knock on on your brilliance and excellence and obviously there were a whole lot of other great referees at the time take nothing away i'm focusing solely on you that when you reflect on where you are now in your position and you look at the performance of some of the referees what sort of report card would you give them at the stage Robert, if, if, if I must look at all the referees uh, as a collective, I would not say that our referees have been performing badly. Yes, errors have been made. We have seen the errors that have been made, um, and we have seen the outcomes uh, from the review committee. Uh, but we must understand that match officials, and, and I must thank you for the compliment um, with regards to my career, I must tell you it is a very difficult job. Just like players, just like coaches, match officials go through exactly the same uh, demanding training sessions, not just physically, not just technically, but mentally as well. You need to be mentally strong to be a match official. Um, So I I need to commend all our match officials um, for their performances um, since the season has started. And again, I will confirm that there have been errors made. And I can assure you those errors are worked on on a weekly basis. Um, It is unfortunate that COVID-19 has restricted in what it is we can and cannot do for our match officials. Um, We have annually, we have our pre-season workshop where we have face-to-face interaction with our match officials. Then mid-season, usually in January, We also have face-to-face interaction with our match officials. This year, unfortunately, we could not do that. And that face-to-face interaction is very important Mm -hmm. because it is part of their training. Um, I I just want to put you in a scenario. Can you imagine a team in in the DSTV Premiership taking the field without doing actual field work? It, it, it really will, will hamper their game big time. Now, so it does to the match officials. And yes, mistakes are going to happen, but it is up to us to assist our match officials all the time. If we look at the statistics, Robert, our, we have probably play, played um, thus far in the, in the season probably about 100 matches, plus minus. Sure. And if we look at the amount of errors that have occurred, Yes, some of them are bad, but if you look at the percentages, then, then really we cannot say that the match officials are performing poorly or badly. We agree that there are mistakes, and the mistakes are going to happen. But we then need to work on not letting those mistakes happen again. Um, if we look at a match, we need to look at the match holistically. We have the players, 
and we have the match officials. If a team, for example, has 15 or creates 15 opportunities to score a goal, I, I, I just use that number uh, hypothetically, right. and they don't score a goal, there's, there's never a hoo-ha. Um, the match official, the referee, has to make, sometimes there are 21, 22 fouls in a game. He has to make a decision with regarding that 21, 22 fouls. And I'm not bringing in goal kicks, corner kicks, throw-ins, etc. Mm. Um, and he makes one, what we supposedly a bad mistake, and we blame the match official for a team not losing a game. We blame a match official for altering the outcome of a game. Um, there was, I, I, I read in the media about, um, there was a big uh, uh, write-up about this weekend's referee in the derby who had supposedly made a mistake and he cost the team, or he could have cost the team. When our reviews sit, they review not just one particular incident, but they review the entire match. And that is how we need to look at the performance of the match official. One error is not going to tell us that the referee is a poor referee. One miss from an attacker is not going to tell us that the attacker is a bad, is a bad striker because he missed the goal. No, he just, has to, he just has to go back and practice on what he didn't do correctly. Mm. And exactly so for the match officials. We are there uh, to assist them and we will always assist them. Yeah, I, I, I love that though because what you've described now, you say you'll give them an opportunity to go and fix that they need to do. Now, take for example, um, your referee of the year, Jelly Chavani, I mentioned him yesterday even on the show. Uh, you know, he made a mistake in the Pirates and Swallows game. Um, and as a result, the review committee has recommended that um, he mustn't officiate any games in the PSL or in the Glad Africa Championship for a period of four weeks, effective immediately, uh, for example. And then you've got one of your one of your assistant referees as well, um, who has been put off, I think, for 16 weeks um, to not officiate. And, and so on and so on. So every game there's a potential for mistakes to be made where it puts referees now off for a period of time. Okay. Number one, do, do, you not, do you not get worried that you're not going to have referees now who are going to be available for games or serving their time? But also more importantly, Abdul, is that while they're serving their time, what is it that they are doing? Um, again, Robert, if you look at the percentages, we may have one or two referees that we are not appointing for, like you mentioned, four weeks, 16 weeks, etc. Um, but we do have 90-odd um, other match officials that we can look at. So, so yes, again, again, I, I just want to take you back to the statistics. If we have one or two match officials that are not doing matches because of errors, we cannot say that our match officials are performing poorly. And then coming to your question about what do the match officials do while they are not doing matches, we have a technical committee in place. And the technical committee will assign a technical instructor to the said match official and will work with that match official for the four weeks or six or eight weeks or however long the match official is, is not being appointed and will work with them on a weekly basis, taking them through 
um, the laws of the game teaching material, focusing on the specific areas um, that the assistant, the, the, sorry, not the assistant, that the match official um, may need assistance with. So, yes, we have, um, and, and these instructors act sort of as a mentor um, to take them through wherever they require assistance or whatever it is that they require assistance with. All right, so they, they kept active. Um, I'm glad to hear that. Now, let's take, for example, you, you made reference to uh, this past weekend, the Derby game. And the Derby, obviously, you, you got a lot of attention and everybody watching that. Uh, so you got more eyeballs out of them. You had, in the last review committee, the sitting that uh, gave the very same referee, Ulukolo Badi, uh, who officiated in the Swallows and Chipper United game, uh, you know, they, they commended him for correctly, you know, making some crucial interference decisions in that game and rightfully so now you fast forward to the weekend it's a derby game um you know the review committee sits they look at what happened in the 51st minute where chiefs um you know tripped a pirates player uh pirates penalty area the referee awarded the penalty uh, and no card uh, was given and then they look at what happened in the 69th minute where chiefs committed a, a holding offense against a pirates player inside of the penalty area again so what they would then find uh, was that the referee correctly interpreted and applied the laws of the game in that first incident where the penalty was given so they give him a tick and then the second incident the referee failed to correctly interpret and applied the laws of the game in incident two, in that he should have awarded a penalty to Orlando Pirates and cautioned uh, the Kaiser Chiefs player uh, who made the infringement uh, at the time. So the referee failed to apply sensible match management in the second incident, in that he cautioned three players in quick succession. Now, what, 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 what do you get here, Abdul, and, and please help us in these final four minutes of the show, is that... That, that is what the review committee finds. And what I'm telling you is, that what, is what they have found in terms of the performance of the referee. Um, what then happens, because there is no such recommendation uh, that he gets taken off. Instead, they say that the technical uh, committee uh, debriefs incident two with the referee. And also the technical committee debriefs incident two with the referee with regard to alternate ways of managing player uh, descent in high-pressure games. So my understanding is that he will not be taken off any games. They'll have a debrief with him. And because this game and the incident where he failed to apply the laws of the game correctly did not affect the outcome of the match, therefore they are able to do a debrief as opposed to a sanction. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Robert, I, I am not sure how you received a copy of that uh, report because, yes, you are correct. The, the review committee does make recommendations. And obviously, the, 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 the um, final uh, word has to come from the, from the NRC as to the recommendations made by the review committee. So even any sanction that is imposed on a match official, the review committee recommends and then the NRC has to finalize those decisions. So I was not made aware that those decisions are final. Um, so whatever they have recommended still needs to be ratified and clarified. Mm. And, and that being the case, 
I'm sure you can appreciate that I'm not allowed to comment or I cannot comment on it as yet unless it has been ratified and clarified. Absolutely. Um, I, I don't know if they're the, the, the final um, statements or whatever they are, but all, all I was trying to do is guide the listener from a, 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 a referee who in the Swallows game <clears throat> is, is given a commendation uh, to one who people would have seen would have made a mistake is that in in your knowledge and i think this is what i was getting to is in your knowledge if a referee has not affected the outcome of the game like lukolo has done now let's say he is wrong but he has not affected the outcome of the game because he should have given pirates a penalty yes um but does that affect the fact that pirates have won no the, the, the sanction, um, yeah, I'm just trying to find the right words here. The, the, the sanction that will apply, would it be a sanction that says, okay, he made a mistake, but it didn't affect uh, the outcome of the game? Then what should happen in that, in, in that instance? Like, again, you are going to draw me into speaking about a particular incident. But what I can say, when the review committee looks at any incident, yeah. there are lots of considerations that they look at. There are lots of things that they take into account before they make their final recommendation. Right. Okay, so they may have put their recommendation on a document now, but um, obviously that needs to be to be uh, finalized as well. Yeah. Just to ease you on it, I, I think I, I use the Chiefs and Pirates game and that incident because I take it more people watch that. Um, but I... I think in the bigger scheme of things, um, Abdul, and I don't want you to talk out of turn or to talk ahead of time or, and so on, is I'm, I'm always using an incident as a hypothetical incident, but to say even if it was, let's say, Chipper United who were playing and they won the game 4-0, but in that game there was a blatant penalty that was not given and the review committee see it as a blatant penalty that was not given, do they then punish a referee or they choose to then say, no, let's have a quick debrief with him so that he doesn't do something like that. I mean, what is fair and equitable in terms of an incident like that? Look, again, again, Robert, it, it's the same scenario. Any incident, mm. be it the awarding of a penalty, being it not awarding a penalty, uh, be it sending off a player, be it not sending off a player, any incident is reviewed by, by the, the committee. They mm. will have a look at it. They will. They are things that they take into account, and then they come up with a recommendation. And that recommendation is then, like I said earlier, mm. is then finalised by 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 the committees. But but um, it's it's it it does not work that way for one incident. It works that way for all, all incidents. Yeah. All incidents are reviewed the same. Yeah. And then yeah. they come up with with whichever recommendation uh, uh, um, they do. Yeah. And, and because you owe me time, um, <laughs> Abdul, this is one of the things that we will chat about. Um, and, and I know the sensitivity around it, and that's why I was using it hypothetically, but using it because everybody watched it, um, so that we have a bit more freedom. So we'll wait for the report to come out, and when it does come out, we'll be able to interrogate that. But to talk about it holistically, because I think in this journey, we all need to try and learn. Learn from your side. And then as fans of the game, you know, you can also learn from 
our frustrations regarding inconsistencies. I think today there was an incident of two balls being on the field in the Arrows and Pirates game, and how that will be viewed, because with the two balls being on the field, Arrows went on and scored a goal, etc. So, you know, I'm just giving you a heads up. I know you were flying, but that's what happened. I'm not asking you about it, uh, but that, that that's an incident that I'm sure will sit in front of the review committee. Do drive safely. I appreciate your time, sir, and thank you very much for availing yourself. Only a pleasure, Robert. You know, it's always a pleasure chatting to you. Thank you very much to the listeners. Thank you so, so very much indeed. And and that's why I said um, that kind of interaction. Uh, Abdul Ibrahim, by the way, um, head of referees at Safa. And, and we didn't need any questions to be sent through to him. He's just landed he's, you know, at the airport. He's driving home now. And um, we have a conversation. So hopefully, you know, NECs of Safa and et cetera, do listen to that, that uh, we, we cannot be scripted. I think scripting will leave for, you know, Shakespeare and theater, you know, people that really do well and excel in terms of that aspect of life. Like we can't script Amakesha, not at all. I mean, imagine if we scripted Amakesha. So how doth thou forsake us huh? for thy... 24-hour time. Huh? They get that operation of the air. Hey, Shakespearean. Hey, come all Victorian on us.